Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey everybody, welcome into Plan with the Tax Man. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as Tony and myself talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And this go round, we are talking about where my financial knowledge comes from. Now, I don't mean me specifically or even Tony specifically, but in general, have you ever thought about that? Like, where do we learn the things we've learned? Especially, usually it's our parents, right? Money, finances, whatever the case might be. You know, what shaped your financial views? And of course, we are going to get Tony's input from that, not only as uh, for himself, but also what he sees in his practice. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? Doing good. Back from the holidays and getting ready to get busy. Yeah, you're going to be busy over the next uh, coming weeks and stuff as well. We assume, right? We assume that tax times will be normal this year. They're already starting to change it a little bit with the pushback of the uh, you know start or acceptance date, but seems like that's more the norm now. Although this is you know these last couple of years have been extremely unnormal, yeah, right? As far as tax season goes, yeah, for but, sure. You know, uh, yeah, they, they've been playing with the start and end date. Well, the start date for sure. You know, for for a lot of years now, the end date was last year was the first time I've seen it. Extended ever in you know in my career. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting times for sure, and we have no word yet as to whether or not that'll transpire. But that could, I imagine, we, we could see that happening before too long. We are taping this uh, just uh, well, we're taping this just before we put this out. This is the twentieth of January, so actually, this I guess would be uh, this is inauguration day. No, this is the nineteenth. No, we're on the nineteenth. I'm sorry, I'm oh, one day off. It's tomorrow. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're taping this. Yeah. We're taping this on the nineteenth. We'll put it out on the twenty-first. So um, anyway, let's jump into the topics and see what happens. Who knows what's going to come down the pike from uh, new administration? But we'll see uh, here real quick, like I'm sure. But let's get into our topic today. For where does your financial knowledge come from? Uh, for our listeners or you yourself, Tony, are there any of these, I guess, talking heads, celebrity financial folks that you find interesting? Anybody that you listen to from time to time? be it Ramsey or Orman or somebody like that? You know, there, I don't have a, a long list there, but I, I do and have read a lot of Dave Ramsey's stuff. I, I like what he says and I, I can resonate with it. And I always tell clients and, and I've never met him personally or, you know, been in, in uh, any of his seminars, but you know, here's a guy that, that basically took a, a lot of good, very basic financial advice, turned it into something that people, you know, can really understand sure, yeah. and follow and has, has made a lot of money at it. You know, and so I always tell them I'm kind of jealous because I was doing that, you know, for myself way before I just didn't know how to, how to make money off of it. But uh, <laughs> I, he does have a lot of, a lot of good, you know, insights and whatnot. I, I love his stuff on, you know, staying out of debt, living below your means, you know, and, and saving a lot of money. And, and right. one of, one of the, the lines that I still use today with every client, my own son as well, is, and this is a quote from him, is he says, you know, live like no other, so someday you can live like no other. And when you really start thinking about that, hmm. uh, you'll understand what he means by that. You right. know, you, you, you got you to sacrifice a little bit, you got you to save, you got to stay out of debt, and then, you know, someday you can live like no other. True. And uh, I, I like that. But outside of that, you know, I, I don't follow a lot of, you know, the guys on CNN and, and everybody talk. Everybody's got their own opinion. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And so I like to stick to more of things of, you know, planning and staying with the plan. Gotcha. Okay. 
best financial books that you've read or something that's really, you know, kind of shaped your financial views? Is there something maybe that you refer to clients from time to time say, hey, if you'd like to read something, this is a really good read? Yeah, you know, a lot of times clients, when I when they become a client of ours, I'll send them either The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey, oh, okay. which is one of the best easy financial books ever. Uh, I like to send some of them uh, The Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, which is a great book uh, on uh, building wealth. And then I, I helped co-author a little book on on IRAs and, and how to keep money uh, as much tax-free. So I'll send them some of those. Okay. But uh, there's tons of financial books out there, you know, and a lot of them are good reads. They're going to give you a lot of different opinions and, you know, you just got to kind of formulate your own opinion, you know, and not everybody's going to be right. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's no shortage of uh, opinion points in the world today about whatever. Uh, So, but it's always good to kind of get someone who's in the industry like yourself, who does this day in and day out, you know, to say, Hey, this is some pretty good reads. These are something I enjoy or that you might find useful. So there's a couple of good recommendations there. And like you said, you send those out to clients often. So that's pretty cool. What about our parents? I mentioned that in the opener there, you know, a lot of times we do, we are influenced about many things in life from our parents. You're specifically, did anybody have a real knack for money or investing? Did you get anything from there? You know, my, my parents were pretty conservative. I mean, they, conservative meaning they, they, you know, they grew up right after the generation after the depression. And so, you know, they, they didn't come from money. They didn't uh, invest a lot and didn't know anything about it. It wasn't really till I graduated from college that I started in with them and helping them save for their own retirement. They're now retired and, mm, okay. and doing well, but I, whether they would have done that or not, I don't know. I like to think I had a part in that, but it, uh, <laughs> they, they never blew a lot of money, but I, I do think most of us, you know, our views and, and how we think about money comes from our family, whether they sit down with you and, and physically have conversations and educational things with you or not. M- most of us don't, and we're not getting it in school, which seems to me like a real tragedy. I mean, no, nobody, we go to school for all these years. It's, it's a big pet peeve of mine, and nobody teaches anybody even how to manage their own finances. And then we wonder why we've got people out that are, you know, fairly well educated that have, have a, a disaster going on on the personal side yeah, uh, with, with their finances. But no, that's a, great a lot point. of times it does come down to the parents. I mean, cause that's, that's who you're with all the time. And now that's a great point because we, we definitely have, and it's been that way a long time. I mean, I was in high school in the eighties and I think it was literally one short class uh, I'm not sure if it was in economics or what it was, but it was like, here's how you write a check. It was the basics of it. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I yeah. don't think there was really much else to it. So as far as personal finance uh, and economics, they really seem to be more about economics, you know, from a global standpoint, right. really back then yeah, yeah, than it was about your own personal. So yeah, we definitely don't do it. And that's maybe that one of the reasons why Dave's stuff, as you mentioned, resonates pretty well because it keeps it nice and simple for people to uh, really, you know, really kind of relate to and, and digest. Professional relationships. Uh, everybody, you know, we talk a lot about you know, athletes, and you enjoy playing golf and all that kind of stuff. You know, even the best, you know, even Tiger and and Phil and all those guys, they have coaches. Um, so, in your relationships, do you have kind of a coach or a mentor or something like that? Someone that uh, you maybe still turn to or used to turn to? Yeah, I still on the financial side, uh, still you know do a lot of stuff uh, with uh, Dan Caprill. He's a financial advisor out of Indiana. You know, he lives it, breathes it. I love you know talking to him about things. Been in the business a long time. Gotcha. Uh, from a business side of things, but anybody that's you know been around it a lot on the financial side, 
most of us always looked at, well, we want to emulate somebody that we appears that, you know, they either have it all figured out wealthy. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. Or, you know, with, with money, but sometimes that's not always the case, but yeah, in, in my professional relationships, you know, it would be him, it would be some associations I'm in and, and, you know, some little subgroups that we get together not only brainstorm on the business end of things, but you know, where the industry's going and, and uh, how to work with clients better. So, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, again, continuing education is always a good idea in any profession, really, you know, to learn, continue to learn stuff and, and have somebody to kind of uh, inspire you or share best practices and all that stuff. And it all kind of equates back to, you know, that helps you be better at your, uh, well, what's the saying, right? How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Well, no matter what your industry is, <laughs> you can always practice and get better. As you've gotten older, Tony, have you changed your views on money matters? Uh, anything that's kind of that you've learned along the way where you've been like, you know, this is really a, a good, stable principle that I've kept the entire time or some things you've been like, oh, wow, I can't believe how much I've changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I definitely, as as I've gotten older, you know, been fortunate enough. I, I guess the, the the few things I've learned is, and most advisors will tell you this, but it is true, is, you know, you ask somebody where the market's going and if they tell you, here's what I think, they're probably wrong. They have no idea, no, nor do I, nor right. does almost anybody. But the one thing I've learned is, and I've always done this, and I try to preach this to clients, is, you know, you need to invest through thick and thin meaning put money away based on your goals, of course, and some other things. And you can't try to time markets. It, it just, I've never seen anybody able to do it long-term and consistently beat the best of the best or the S&P and things like that. In fact, I just had a client and he, he's a fairly large client and, and he is not, not to bring politics into all sure. this, but he emailed me over the weekend and was saying, you know what, now that you know, the inauguration is going to happen, that um, I want to, I want to pull all my money to the sidelines. You know, I think, in fact, he put it in bold in the email <laughs> that I know that we're going to have a correction in 2021 and here's why. And it was basically, you know, cause the Biden administration may be raising taxes and, right, uh, right. you know, all this, all this COVID relief and whatnot, which, you know, he may be right. But I, as I pointed out to him, you may be wrong. Well, that and, seems and to because, be the case in the country. You know, like, when uh, yeah. President Trump took over, uh, a lot of people thought the markets were just going to go right down the tank and they've done nothing but go the other way. Now, what, I'm not going to get into whether that was because of him or, or you know, the economy itself and all that. But point is, is it's funny how people listen to stuff on the news and then all of a sudden now they're making predictions. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's, that's something that I try to preach to clients when you asked is I, I try not to get clients to time markets. I try to show them, you know, what missing the 10, 15, 50 best days in the next or the last 10 years would have cost them. And it, it just seems like, you know, of course, you're always waiting for that maybe not to happen as soon as you say it is, you know, over the long term, the, the stock market is still the, one of the best bets. I, I love real estate too, but, uh, you know, just talking uh, smaller amounts, the market is the best place to be. And I, I don't think you can time it. Well, and I, I mean, and that's always the case just about with any uh, item when we have, you know, new administrations, it's always, you know, half, you know, one half says this is going to happen and the other half says that's going to happen. And nobody really yeah. knows until things go into play. Uh, you can have your indicators and your predictors, but I mean, if 2020 taught us anything, who would have, I mean, seriously, who has never happened. Who would have thought you'd see a 30% decline uh, in the beginning first quarter <laughs> during a, a global you know, crisis and then end with all time highs in the same calendar year, like same calendar year. Yeah. Just doesn't and, and really going back to your last question, you know, about 
who I listen to. Really, for us now as advisors, mm-hmm. we're kind of almost, I, I like to think of the word coach, trying to coach the clients into yeah. or out of, you know, doing some things just based on, you know, just a knee-jerk reaction. Sure, yeah. Like you said, when COVID hit, you know, I, I for one, thought, you know, and we all saw the markets, you know, going down. It's like, man, this is going to be a prolonged downturn. And, you know, of course, my always view is I love it. Uh, with respect to that, I, I don't need the money right now that I'm investing. So I'm like that vulture. I, I, I'm always investing. So I'm buying more when things are low. So it doesn't bother me like it bothers other people. But you know, if you're a retiree, obviously you wouldn't want to be in, in the market to the extent that someone that's uh, you know a little younger is. Exactly. But definitely. Uh, well, my father for being one, you know, he, his portfolio, even though he's, he's now 80 and he knows nothing really about investing. He always says, "Yeah, I don't want to take a lot of risk. I don't want to take a lot of risk." <laughs> right. And 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 we go over his portfolio, but he is in you know blue chip stocks that pay him a lot of dividends, and he loves that income. But you know he's he's on the other side of the line, you know, and and people sitting in CDs and things, you know, getting a half a percent, they're starving. But for that, he's got to put up with some volatility. But he he understands that now. You know, he he's not searching for that nest egg. He just wants return of his principal and a good income on it. Right. Right. And I think that's what, you know, as we age, that tends to be kind of the norm, how we start to kind of view things. So um, that's when we're talking about our financial knowledge and and just our growth patterns, it's going to make a lot of sense. And I'll finish off with one final question for you on this one, just when we're talking about where financial knowledge comes from. With the advance of technology, you know, there's, you can have all kinds of philosophical arguments. It seems the smarter we're getting tech-wise, the dumber we're also getting about a lot of other things. You could go wherever you want to go with this conversation. But from a financial yes. standpoint, is it a double-edged sword, the technology, Tony? Because in some ways, to your to your comment earlier, we never really learned enough. There wasn't enough in school for that. Now you can find the answer to any question in seconds on Google, you can invest your entire life savings if you want to with a click of a button from your phone. But is that a double-edged sword? Because there's so much information, you're not able to really discern what's accurate or correct for you. I, I would definitely uh, agree with that. And I'll a- answer that with a question. Uh, and then you know we, we can kind of just digest it. If the advancements in technology were helping us so much, why do we have so many people that aren't prepared for retirement or mm. or worse? And you know, and just let somebody try to explain that to me because I, I, I so I think it helps and hurts. I mean, on one hand, obviously, even for us, you know, we, we've got information at, at our fingertips that we could only dreamed of even 10 years ago. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. 2025. 20, but I think now that it's out there, that there's so many different. Uh, opinions and information, you know, you don't really know if it's authoritative or not. Most most of it is. But I think sometimes people get information overload and they really can't make any decisions. And and the same gentleman who sent me the email I just mentioned, he's one of those guys that really, he, he's, he wants to get into it. He always wants to, you know, he wants to research, wants to do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. He never says right. he has the time. And then he'll go on a binge and look at a bunch of things and formulate opinions. It's like, why do you uh, torture yourself like that? You know, just follow the plan. The plan will work. You don't need to really subscribe to all that. But it is a fine line from telling people don't pay attention to anything and just stick your head in the sand to, you know, 
being crazy the other way. Yeah, so. I'm with you. I mean, I think there it's a great resource to get some basic knowledge or to maybe uh, kind of look up some specific things that you're p- contemplating. But then you really need to take that to you know someone who can get to know you. I mean, that's the kind of the, exactly. one of the points of an advisor where you can go and you have this working relationship so you can say, all right, so how does this, you know, what, what about this concept? Does this work for me in the things that I already have? Because that's a lot of times where, I mean, even with our show, and I say that many times on the podcast and I, I host shows all across the country and I always say anything you hear on this show or any other or Dave or anybody else that's out there, always take that information to your specific advisor who knows you and see how it will work in your scenario because it's generalities. We're talking in general kind of concepts because it may relate to you and it may relate to the next person and not everybody's the same. So you got to really digest it and and see what's going to be the best fit uh, with any financial knowledge, whatever you've learned, whatever you've uh, learned coming up, whatever you learned from somebody else, whatever it might be. I think that's just a great philosophy to have is take it. Yeah you know, wrap it around a little bit, see how it's going to play out, but then bounce it off a qualified professional like yourself, Tony, who does this every day. Uh, and that way you, you know, if you, you know for sure if it's going to really work in your scenario. I agree totally. Absolutely. And so, you know, when it comes to the financial knowledge, folks, it's always good to have a little bit. Uh, what was it? Ben Franklin that said uh, education, uh, you know, I think he said education pays the best best benefits or knowledge pays the best benefits. There we go. So, you know, get some knowledge, get some education. If you've got questions or concerns, reach out to Tony here on the podcast. He's an EA and a CFP. He's a certified financial planner of over 20 years, approaching 25 years in the industry. So give him a jingle, 844-707-7381. That's 844-707-7381. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, Plan with the Tax Man. Uh, You can find all the information, really. It's just kind of simple for you to just go to yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. And check us out there as well. And you can find all the subscriptions if you want to on Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good kind of stuff. No cost or obligation for any of it. So we certainly appreciate your time as always on the podcast. Tony, my friend, thank you so much. I hope you have a great week and uh, you don't get too busy too quick. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, we'll see you the next time right here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.